Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. back once again bread and circuses podcast i am rooster here with crow hello crow i have to tell you you are one dull son of a bitch <laughs> i mean come on come on man is the sun getting to you <laughs> wait yeah exactly exactly yeah okay that joke was awesome oh man well in case nobody heard this uh biden gave a commence the first commencement speech since he's been elected <coughs> president, uh, he gave it to the Coast Guard. And at one point, he says this. That you will enjoy educating your family about how the Coast Guard is, quote, the hard nucleus around the Navy forms in times of war. Huh? You are quite, you're a really dull class. I mean, come on, man. Is the sun getting to you? I would think you'd have an opportunity when I say that about the Navy to clap, but being here together. We're all kidding aside. You know, this reminds me of a joke. (laughs) Okay. Are you ready? Sure. This is a great joke. All right. All right. Knock, knock. Who's there? Uh, I fucked it up. Okay. Never mind. uh, Come on, man. (laughs) He screwed it up. If you have an opportunity to laugh, just laugh. Yeah. <laughs> so this is this is how it's supposed to be delivered. So this is Reagan doing the same uh, the same quote, which he attributes to an aide or somebody who was helping him learn about the uh, um, the Coast Guard. Here we go. My Coast Guard aides have been excellent. One of them taught me that, and I quote: "The Coast Guard is that hard nucleus about which the Navy forms in time of war." <laughs> I can hope. Okay, oh, we're going to play Biden's. Might as well. Boom. Please assume that you will enjoy educating your family about how the Coast Guard is, quote, the hard nucleus around the Navy forms in times of war. <laughs> Just so bad. That, none of that made any sense. He missed He missed the quote altogether. It's just, oh, my God, this guy's so clueless. And then the fact that he just immediately, immediately tries to put the blame on the audience for not laughing at or not not cheering, basically. He didn't want to laugh. He wanted to cheer from them. He wanted like a pep rally. Yeah, he didn't wait very long to be like, and, and you guys suck at this. Yeah, and he's done that before at uh, like the uh, town halls and, you know, where he goes to factories and talks to a guy. As soon as a guy Listen, questions fat. Him, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as soon as anybody like gives him any kind of pushback or questions on something, he just goes off on him. He doesn't try... He did that to a woman where he called her a, what, a bald-faced pony soldier or something like that, a lying-faced so- pony soldier. Lying dog-faced pony soldier. <laughs> there we go. That's the quote. <laughs> I mean, he's just a fucking... He's See, just a, you, a, know what, you know what, though? You totally Biden that, and I, I Reagan did. it. Oh, I did. There you go. <laughs> nice. You're welcome. <laughs> I did Biden that. <laughs> okay. And I was here to, uh, to Reagan it up and save the day. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, and people were like, what the fuck does lying dog face pony soldier mean? I didn't say that. Oh, I should have given yeah. him one of these. 
After that, they should have had that ready to go after the speech. Oh. Or one of those guys that comes up with a cane yeah. and hooks him and pulls him off the stage. <laughs> Old vaudeville thing. Yeah, that would have been great. That would have been back from like, uh, you know, his uh, his post-college days. And if, if, if Biden would have been somebody who wasn't uh, uh, mentally declined, this would have applied. It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. <laughs> but he didn't. <laughs> he thought they fucked up. Yeah, it's just it's uncomfortable watching him sometimes. But yep, yeah, he he screwed that whole thing. It's it, just kind of like he's screwing up everything, like the Middle East. And well, before we get to that, don't yeah. you get tired of watching him just stare into the camera with like his with like his squinty eyed thing? I mean, he doesn't even do the thing where like pretending you know, to look at the audience. Yeah, yeah, where you read off the teleprompter, he's just staring straight ahead. You know any. Fuck stuff up all the time. And I want you to. I want you to go to www dot something dot gum. Well, no dot gun go, gov gov. It's so obvious he's reading and he can't read it because it's either t- the font's too small still, even mm-hmm. though they have like you know people with cue cards with one yeah, letter. Yeah, on one hundred and thirty-seven <laughs> size font on the on the uh, on the prompter know. or whatever. I don't know what but, that means. But you know, usually fonts go from like twelve, eighteen, thirty-six is the highest on your computer. He's really? like so. Anywho. You know, that was an opportunity for you to clap and laugh. Come on, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I found that very amusing. Yeah. Um, Sorry, sound was getting But But he, he always reads stuff and he should. I mean, he, if he's going to read off the teleprompter, why doesn't he just take a little script in front of him and read off of it? If that's everybody knows he's reading the he, teleprompter. He did that and he goes, yeah, who am I calling on next? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Oh, I think the, his handlers are probably afraid people are going to like see it and report on it. They probably are very strict about who gets to point a camera at that uh, prompter, teleprompter. Well, I bet. Jen Saki basically said, "Yeah, we don't want him answering questions." No, yeah, can't be no, doing that. It. And so. he's always saying, if he keeps answering questions, he's going to get in trouble. And he's serious. His either his wife, Doctor Jill Biden, J- Doctor. No I knew, kidding. I knew you were going like to jump Like the there. best doctor ever. <laughs> I mean, she should be Surgeon General. She's, yeah. She She's is like that a good. PhD. Given She's a Joe, magnificent surgeon. Given, given Joe warm milk, you know, before he goes to bed. <laughs> so. You know, as someone who has kids, there's a point, as much as you love them, where you just like, fucking go to bed, you know, so mm-hmm. I can get some shit done. Do you feel like they treat Joe that way? Oh, absolutely. That they just look at him and at about 8.30 at night and go, Jesus Christ, Joe, just go to bed. And he's like, okay. I'll... He's probably leaning back in his in his rocking chair and he's already sleeping, but his eyes are partially open. And he does that thing where he does a little snore, start to wake himself up, and he's yeah. like, I, I wasn't sleeping. But they're like, is he awake? Or... Is okay. Matlock over? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we laugh, but this is pretty shitty that <laughs> that we have this for a president. I mean, this is probably one of the worst case scenarios for American president. We have. <laughs> Look who's in the bullpen. Uh, it's it's Hector Macho a... Camacho is probably the second worst. Isn't that the guy from uh, no, Idiocracy? It's, it's not uh, Hector Macho. Hector oh wait, Macho that was an Camacho. actual. That was that an was actual a... wrestler, right? But the guy, the guy who Terry Crews, Terry plays Crews, in, the president in, it's, in Idiocracy. It's something Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's even better. Yeah, I wish I knew it. But uh, yeah, Biden really is. He's like, he's like as bad as a president can get because he's he's weak, feckless, you know, a pervert. You know, everybody kind of forgets because he's getting doddering and, and forgetful and and senile and kind of almost sad and pathetic. Well, not almost, very sad and pathetic. Uh, people tend to forget he's a fucking piece of shit and always has been. 
and he's a fucking child grabber and sniffer and uh, uh, harasser. And what else is he? He's his family's all into uh, corrupt um, dealings with other governments to enrich themselves. He's a piece of shit. No, uh, he. Um, what's his name? Hunter is not enriching himself in foreign countries anymore. He's uh, divested himself of everything, uh, except he hasn't. Okay. I mean, he. Well, I mean, if the if the media reports that, it must be true. Hey, look, it it might. It's not. It's probably not his computer. It might. I mean, it could have been. But I it's mean, they all said it was, but now they're saying it's not. So it probably. Well, it's like the Fauci and the CDC. You know, they say one thing and then they say another thing. So, you know, whatever they say at the moment is true. Yeah. What? Don't forget about what they said two days ago or 36 hours ago. Just whatever they said today, that's true. And that's all that matters. So yes, don't think exactly. don't think about anything other than that. I was trying to see. I'm trying to all oh, the this name up. of the uh, Terry Crews character. And uh, yeah, but it's I mean, it's just given the little picture. That president. Just keeps, yeah. Yeah. It just keeps uh, going to the next. There we go. Here we go. Well, I didn't think we president s- uh, Camacho. Yeah, it doesn't give his full name in here. I was close. No, you, you had that. But I mean, it was yeah. Hector Macho Camacho was actually a wrestler, yeah. like a WWF wrestler back, macho in, man. back in the 80s. That wasn't the Macho Man. That was a different guy. No, there was Randy Macho Man Savage. Oh, but, but he called himself the Macho Man. Yeah, there's like a there's a rap video. It's either like a it's in the eighties, like a Run DMC video. So it's got going way off off track here, but it's got Hector Macho Camacho in it, who uh, was fighting like Ray Boom Boom Mancini or something. <laughs> and Mancini's like the Macho Man. It's more like the Nacho Man, you know? Oh, <laughs> or, oh boy, yeah, it was pretty funny stuff. You couldn't say now. Yeah, that wouldn't fly nowadays, which I just did. Mm. So I'm canceled. So, uh, you were talking about the Middle East and what a fucking shit show this is. Yeah, and it's funny because they're saying people are the Democrats are saying, yeah, I suppose that all that the the whatever accords that Israel signed with all those uh, Arab countries, you know, that didn't really work out so good. And I go, what do you mean? The so the trade deals they they, mm-hmm. they worked out that did that that didn't stop this. That had nothing to do with this. Right. What this had to do with was having a weak a weak president and having Iran fund. Uh, Hamas to do this because they know that fucking Biden is in their pocket base or or he's giving them money or is going to give them more money. He's part of the f- initial uh, gang that gave them a shitload of money. Well, so I heard that Buck Sexton was talking about this tonight on the radio. He said, uh, you know, Hamas is playing fuck around and find out with Biden as president and they're finding out you can go pretty far mm-hmm. because nobody's going to do anything. Except the left, all the left want to, hey, hey, cease fire. Cease fire, guys. Well, I was going to say, let's play this game. Okay, so we each get a bat, like a baseball bat, mm-hmm. okay? But I get to wear this special suit, you know, that is adorned with, like, lots of live kittens and puppies, okay? <laughs> and I hit you with the bat first. I hit you, like, I don't know, maybe 4,000 times, once for each rocket that Hamas is. And you get to swing back at me, but you don't get to hit any kittens or puppies. What if I only hit the arm that you have the bat in? Now it's going to hit maybe a puppy, but it won't kill. I'm not targeting the other puppies or kittens on your body. I'm just the arm that's actually swinging the bat so that you can't swing that bat anymore. I'll probably end up hitting a kitten or puppy. I don't want to. What if you said to me, hey, I'm going to go upside your head with this. So take the kitten helmet off. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I wouldn't take that kitten helmet off. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, you can't blame Hamas then. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you have it. We just we just solved we just it. just figured it out. 
<laughs> a lot of dead puppies and kittens, I guess. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Hamas is known for, for people that don't know, Hamas is known for. Uh, you mean Hamas. Hamas is known for putting all their, their missile batteries and all their uh, strategic um, uh, command center stuff in civilian centers. So in mosques, in hospitals, in schools. And they surround themselves with civilians in uh, like the news news buildings with the Associated Press. Yeah, I just heard that today too. God. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the Associated Press basically uh, treats uh, them as reliable sources. Is that what I heard? That they're they're not they don't look at them as if they're somebody to be looked into for a story. They're their source on the story. Look, I don't, I can't even pretend. To know how the politics of that area work, the geography of that area. I remember seeing one thing yeah, about not, Gaza and why it, it's so important. It's not that. like it's not like separate countries. I mean, this is basically like Minneapolis and St. Paul firing missiles at each other. Yeah, you know, uh, two cities right next to each other. So um, Katie Pavlich from Fox News was talking about it. And she's been there a bunch of times, but she said the amount of missiles they fired this time. They had a seven day war a few years ago. She said the amount of missiles they fired was like a couple hundred. This is 4,000. Um, and the Israeli Iron Dome, uh, their their missile defense system, supposedly is like pretty effective. I, I mean, don't think the Iron... I don't think they created... I think we created the okay. Iron Dome system. But it's pretty effective from what I understand. Yeah, from what hardly I hear, anything gets through. Working over there. And so anyway, uh, so Katie Pavlich was saying that apparently, you know, well, they keep talking about a two-state solution. Problem is the Palestinians they don't, don't want, want a two-state solution. They'll, they'll never sit down at the table for that because they reject that immediately. They want the Jews dead. They want them out of their land, driven to the sea, which means right. dead. They want them dead. Yeah. So they don't want a two-state solution. Um. So the Israelis pulled out of Gaza and turned Gaza over to them in 2017, I think, to the point where I even remember stories about how they were building Israeli settlers were building. Uh, I think they call them kibitzes, like encroaching on the uh, on in the Gaza, yeah. and the Israeli government came in and bulldozed them. Yeah, their own citizen stuff. Yeah. Um. So now Gaza is right there. It's run by it's run by Hamas, mm-hmm. who's uh, firing missiles off at them. Now, you know the the squad keeps calling this an apartheid state, mm. and. Katie Pavlich was pointing out that in um, Israel, that if you are an Israeli citizen, you don't have to be Jewish. There are Christian Israelis. There are Arab Israelis. Many of them serve because they got elected to, uh, I think it's called the, the Kasset or Kasset, Kasset, whatever, their, their Congress. I'm probably butchering that. I pronounced it three different ways and probably still got it wrong. Um, I've heard Kasset. Yeah, but so well, Pinky's out then. Um, they uh, they're elected there. That wasn't happening in South African apartheid, right? But over in Gaza, if you're not Palestinian, you can't do shit. So well, I, where's there, the apartheid state? I don't. Are, are there actually any Jews over there? No, not anymore. I don't think so. They get run out. They get right. They get killed or harassed to the point where they, I don't think there's any Jews over in, right. in Gaza. There's nothing else <clears throat> over there because if it is, guess what happens to you? Yeah. So when we're talking about apartheid, you know, let's really talk about apartheid. And this just this points out more and more that um, the the squad, who is uh, I can't remember the black gal's name, 
Aisha. Rashida Tlaib? No. Oh, the Rashida bald one? Yeah. Yeah, I can Ayanna remember. Presley. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Um, I think she's a dummy. Uh, it's very obvious. I used to give um, uh, AOC more credit for being a smart person who was just misled. I mean, not smart, but above average intelligence. She's a fucking dummy. <laughs> and I mean, it. I'm not talking about a person who's who does stupid things. I don't think she has above average intelligence. And uh, Talib and Ilhan Omar are just flat out racists. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all there is to it. They're blinded by their hatred of Israelis. So, I mean, these are the people that the left is sort of listening to on this. Now they're starting to fight a little bit more over it. And I think they you know, they just declared a ceasefire. We'll see how long that lasts. Um, but it's amazing to me that everybody is against Israel on this. And Benjamin Netanyahu, who I'm not a big fan of, I think he's, he's, um, I mean, he's conservative, but I think he's sort of the Ted Cruz version of an Israeli politician who's like, you like a lot of what he says, but in the end, he's kind of going to do shitty political stuff. Um, But he, uh, he said, okay, so let me put it this way. If Washington, D.C. was suddenly being shelled from Canada, would you just sit there and take it? Would you let people say, hey, you should you should uh, show some restraint? Because I don't think you would. And you're right. He's right. We wouldn't. And we shouldn't. Well, I heard that uh, the Israelis kind of countered after all the the initial salvo of rockets with some bunker busters uh, targeting their, um, they have an underground network in Gaza, Hamas, mm-hmm. and they knew it. The Israelis knew it, and they knew they knew they a lot of them would be there, and they used the bunker busters and fucked them up. I heard that it was a pretty, uh, a pretty effective uh, counter that they did. So, if that's something that they're capable of doing, it it sounds to me like then those those Hamas um, guys weren't at the, weren't using civilians at that point if they're in underground tunnels. They must have thought they must have thought that they were safe and secure down there. Look, Israel, in my opinion, is the Middle East version of the guy in the bar with cauliflower ears. Just don't pick that fight. Yeah. You know, just don't. And I wish for once. Yes, I support Israel in the sense that they are their own country and they can they can, you know, govern themselves the way they want. It has nothing to do with being pro or anti-Jew. It's just they're a sovereign nation. They can make their own decisions. They don't need our permission, you know, just like we wouldn't need theirs. I just wish that we'd for once have a president that goes, this is none of our fucking business. Yeah. And if people said, well, are you going to stop selling them arms? Just go, we don't have any problem with them defending themselves. And if they want to buy arms from us, hey, that's part of the reason we make them. Yeah, and that's what I, I don't mind that at all. That's a, a great idea, uh, but I don't like when Ted Cruz comes out and says, "You know, we should use taxpayer money to replenish their iron Iron Dome." Uh, no, no, we shouldn't. We have our taxpayer money should be used on more important things for us. I, I, they, we should sell them all the stuff or loan them money, maybe, but not just give them money to or give them the bombs. It's going to be a cost of fortune. On principle, I agree with you. I would prefer we not do that. In reality, I think taxpayer money gets spent all sorts of ways that we wish it wouldn't. And if I'm going to pick ways that I would rather have them spend it instead of some of the shit they wasted on, 
if you accept the fact that government is going to waste a ton of money, I'd rather have them waste it there than something. I else. guess it, as long if it's not directly um, benefiting the American people, then you shouldn't be spending the money on it. I agree. I agree. And that they'll, but they'll say someone like Cruz will say some that it is it is affecting us because you know there are alley in the Middle East, and if they go down, then it's going to be you know a, a chaotic, and we might you know lose our so have to send soldiers over there at some point. It's just going to be so you know it's going to be what how many degrees of separation kind of deal we're look we're never going to lose israel's never going to go away and the reason it's never going to go away is because now some of the countries that used to hate israel are moderating themselves in this um justice and drew was talking about local radio show here they were talking about that this morning and they said you know you're getting some of these countries that used to hate israel that are just going hey you know why don't you both cool off and the reason they're doing that is they hate iran and they realize that Iran is a cancer, Iran and Syria and countries like that, that they're making this way worse than it should be. And that's where, you know, Trump was getting these Abraham Accords signed yeah. with these other countries and saying, yeah, we'll do business with Israel. Um, you know, and Iran was going, oh, you guys are traitors to, you know, to the race and all that stuff and blah, blah, blah. That's, yeah, to, uh, there are, to the Koran and there Allah. There are far more reasonable leaders in lots of countries in the Middle East right now. That you're not looking at like everybody would go after Israel. Yeah. And they've, they've tried it before, you know, but the Arab countries could never unite and how best to get rid of Israel. To be honest, I think they were kind of afraid of them because mm -hmm. Israel wasn't kidding. Well, I mean, they're the Jewish people realize they're kind of backed into a wall and they're going to fight to the last, you know, they're not going to give up. Yeah. And um, who's the guy uh, on Fox with the hair? Oh, Jesse Waters. He was pointing this out. He goes, you know why we have Israel, right? Because of the Holocaust. He goes, after World War II, the British took one of their territories and said, all right, you get to live here. You know? Yeah. I mean. For better or for worse. I mean. Yeah. Maybe that was a bad idea. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. But it's why we've got it. Yeah. So I think they would have been a lot safer in the middle of Europe someplace. Yeah. That's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. But yeah. Anyway. Um, I want to talk about, and hopefully this is the last time we're ever mentioning these damn masks oh, anymore. fucking masks. Um, yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like the, uh, levy has broken on the, uh, on the mask requirements. Yeah. yeah. I, I went and got a haircut. Now, normally I do my own haircuts with the Floby, but, uh, it, by the way, Crow's not kidding. It takes me a while though, because my eyesight's going, so I have to. Take... By the way, crow's not kidding. <laughs> uh, I have a doctor's appointment, an eye appointment tomorrow for the first time in like five years, so that's great. Um, so, anyways, uh, went and got a haircut, and I walked in there, and this was the day after that. Two days after they lifted the mask mandate, Walls came out and said that uh, you know he's no longer requiring masks, and then he had what Fry and Carter. Say, well, we're going to do it anyway, kind of thing. But The mayors of Minneapolis yeah. and St. Paul. But uh, I walked in there to get my, my hair cut, and they were wearing masks. And I go, oh, we're still doing this? She goes, yeah. And I go, well, I I, I get a haircut, and I can't wear the mask. And she's like, oh, why? And I go, I just can't. So, I mean, I there's my hairstylist right there. Is it, you know? She goes, oh, oh okay. And I go and sit down. The hairstylist had her mask on, and nobody said anything after that to me. 
So you just have to go in and just not take it. And so I went, I did go to a hardware store where I got turned around. I had to leave after really? the mask. Yeah. Fucking went in and had huge signs everywhere. Mask still required. I'm like, you're kidding me. And I walk in there and they go, oh, mask, please. I go, oh, we're still doing this. And, and they're like, yes. And I go, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to wear a mask. Oh, we, we can't. I go, yeah, 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 I get fine. Turn around left. I won't, won't ever be going back there. You need to go in with like white face paint and some fans. You know, when they do that, just do a little kabuki. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, do all the little poses. Kabuki. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, give him the word. And the know. day he lifted it, I went into a Hy-Vee grocery shopping. I don't normally go to Hy-Vee um, in the city here, but it was in the city. And uh, I didn't get in. Everybody was wearing masks still. Everybody. Uh, employees and customers. Yeah, the Hy-Vee by me is like 75% still with masks. And I was like the only one. And I was walking down one aisle with my shopping cart, my little list, and some, you know, dumpy, Karen, you know, 20-something-year-old um, comes, comes walking by and goes, no mask, huh? And then I turn around to say, fuck you or whatever. And she just hustled away, didn't even look over her shoulder. So basically just had to fucking open her mouth and say that, but wasn't going to back it up with anything. It was just gonna, mm-hmm. just a snide little fucking, no mask, huh? It's like, shut, if you're not going to fucking, you know, cause I a stink. I can't hear you with that face kind of on. Yeah, shut the fuck up. So She's yeah. been like, nope. I am, I'm at this point, I'm done. I'm not, I mean, for doctors, I guess, doctor's visits, you still, you know, dentist office or doctor, doctors, if you want to get your teeth fixed, you better put that fucking mask on or they're not going to see it probably. Well, but I had. You, so you have to wear it there. But nowhere else should you be wearing a mask. No hardware store, liquor store, grocery store, uh, whatever. Uh, blockbuster video store. <laughs> if you can find one there's only one left you shouldn't wear a mask uh i think it's bend oregon it's the last hmm. one uh anyway i went in to get my hair cut same gal has been cutting my hair forever and uh i walked in and i didn't see any signs for masks or like the little paper you have to fill out and she comes and meets me at the door with a clipboard and i'm like we're still doing this huh mm-hmm. and she just rolls her eyes and goes apparently and so contact tracing, is that what they It's doing? the gal who knows. Yeah. By the way, my address is not 123 Fake Street. You're not Jason Bourne? No. <laughs> so if they ever, <laughs> well, as far as you know. <laughs> I've got an old phone number from, from when I was growing up as a kid that I memorized. That's the one I always use. I used to use years ago uh, when it was still around AOL Mail. <laughs> I would put like Bob at AOL. And a friend of mine goes, you know what? There was a guy... Who got in there thinking, I got Bob at AOL. Awesome. And he's like, he's getting all this junk mail from all these places I go. Um, but so the owner of that salon still wanted to do it. Uh, the My wife went into a nail place. She's getting like a pedicure. And she had two people who were in ahead of her. Who, So she's like, do I have to wear the mask? And the woman who was doing her nails was wearing a mask. And she goes, I don't care. Um, she goes, are you vaccinated? My wife goes, sure. She goes, all right, fine. Um, anyway, two women apparently said, can I talk to you over here? Oh no. And they walked out. Two of them, two different instances walked out. And, uh, wait, because your wife wasn't wearing a mask? Well, they were looking at her. They were talking to a manager out of earshot of her. So I'm guessing it was because of that. What a. And then I had a a friend who went into a place. I can't remember which friend of mine was telling me. It was just in the last couple of days. Said they went into a place and one of the people working there was wearing a mask. And some other people had masks on. And 
And that person said, are we still doing this? And the person with the mask on goes, not really. You know, we don't care. Good. And that's just where we've gotten. But so these mask mandates are getting lifted left and right when the CDC dropped their whole, I mean, within a 24 hour period. And now again, listening to Buck Sexton on the way here, I heard this, uh, who's the gal at the CDC? Um, I can't remember her name. Uh, anyway, she said, well, you know, we're, we're not out of the woods yet. Cause we see all these variants and Buck Sexton was like, please. It's like, cut it out. Yeah. And the, uh, what is it? Just a week ago, Fauci uh, had that exchange with uh, Rand Paul. Where which time he's had a couple of yeah. Them. Well, the the most recent one. Um, oh, I can't remember. How well, I... We talked about one last time where Paul was getting him on this gain of function stuff. Yeah, and Fauci was going, "That's ridiculous." The like uh, CDC never funded that. Well, no, they didn't. They gave money to an organization that gave money to them. Oh, and Fauci knows about it. Yeah, it's it's basically the same thing. Yeah. Uh, no, the, and maybe it was a couple of weeks ago where he was talk, where he was telling him that it was, uh, it was all um, theater. Walensky, that's the name of the oh, the doctor. CDC doctor. Mm-hmm. No, he was, he was, like, he's like, you're fully vaccinated, you're wearing two masks, isn't this just theater? And and um, that's when Fauci got all upset. He's like, it's, I hate that, it's not theater, and going on and that variance and blah blah blah. And the study only said this, and and Rand Paul's like, are there any cases of vaccinated people? Uh, um, spreading COVID. Are there any cases? That's not the point kind of thing. Well, and then he went on to say that he wears them uh, in places just, you know, because he doesn't want people to feel unsafe. Yeah, who did he say that to? He's getting interviewed and he just basically admitted yeah. that it was all just show. It was theater. Exactly well, what Rand Paul called it is what it was. And, you know, David Hogg. Yeah, that uh, the gun grabbing kid from uh, from a couple of years ago. Florida school. Yeah. yeah. The, he, um, the one who was interviewing people during the whole thing, yeah. he had his, his pillow company failed. So, God, but he, uh, he said, it, I'm not quoting directly, but he said, I still wear my mask because I don't want people to think I'm a Republican. Yeah. And, yep. and we're the ones who get accused of politicizing it. Yep. We're the ones. Well, who, who was it that said that too? Just recently. Was it AOC? Somebody know. just somebody was saying something about how we have to rewire ourselves to not think oh, about Rachel the, Maddow. Okay, yes, uh, other people as the enemy or yeah. conservatives for not wearing a mask. I, I believe she was being sincere in oh, that. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, she she has a serious case of uh, but liberalism. Re- I mean, she's got a mental disorder. But she realizes this is all over. Yeah. Well, of course she does. She's a lesbian. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> that's rooster, well, not crow. Well, they just said that. that, and crow did not laugh. <laughs> yes, she did. That was a sarcastic laugh. Ah, I see. Well, was a, so, that was a pity laugh. <laughs> so you pity lesbian, is what you're saying. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, the reason I brought this whole thing up is uh, I'm starting to think I'm going to need to move to Iowa. Yeah. They they put constitutional carry in place, uh, as it should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, in case anyone's not sure, we're very pro Second Amendment here. Yeah. Um, so she, uh, Iowa governor Kim Reynolds on Thursday signed a bill into law that bans school officials and local jurisdictions from implementing mask mandates. Nice. Ever. So from, from this day forward. Until there's a democratic legislature in Iowa that changes it. Nice. Good, good fucking luck. Nice. Uh, calling it a victory for individual liberties. Reynolds said that signing the ceremony, uh, at the signing ceremony, uh, 
held as lawmakers, hand-delivered the legislation to her desk, and the state was putting parents in control of their children's health. So this is quoting, The state of Iowa is putting parents back in control of their children's education, taking greater steps to protect the rights of Iowans to make their own health decisions. Um, I'm proud to be a governor of the state that values my man, my glasses are making this hard to read. Uh, values and personal responsibility and individual liberties. I want to thank the Iowa legislature for their quick work in bringing this bill to my desk so it can be signed into law. Fuck you, you mask wearing pieces of shit. Yeah. If you want to wear a mask, I have no problem with it. I think it's weird, but that's none of my damn business. But don't tell me I have to wear one to protect you because scientifically that's not true. And don't say I have to wear it to make you feel better because I don't fucking care how you feel. Yeah, well, we got the the angry feminist saying, "Well, we really they really just want to wear the mask because it averts the male gaze." <laughs> well, here's the other part that I that We're not I, looking at your fucking mouth, honey. <laughs> now go make me a sandwich. <laughs> make daddy a sandwich. <laughs> that is a great. If you if you haven't seen the video, Anthony Mackie who played uh Falcon in the uh, MCU yeah. stuff, uh look up his Make Daddy a Sandwich video. It's hilarious. Hmm. Uh, okay, this is the uh, paragraph I found particularly delicious. The law signed Thursday also extends Iowa's public enrollment or Iowa schools open enrollment period and expands tax benefits for teachers, among other provisions. Democrats offered several amendments, including a one one to raise teachers starting pay, which all failed as it should. At this point. Yeah. Anything the Democrats want, it's not good for us <laughs> at this point. I know. There's I'm ulterior just, bullshit involved. I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm not into it anymore. And, and we said that, I've said this before. You've said this before. If the mask thing was serious, if it actually was a deterrent to the virus, if it was a real thing, they would have been more serious about saying, okay, these are the masks you have to wear. It would have been a specific mask that was meant to actually fully seal, that was meant to have the the filters on it. It wasn't just like, you know, just wear a piece of paper on your face. It'll be fine. Um, or, or a gator or whatever. It, it, the fact that, they, that you're not wearing something like a painter's mask with the rubber seal and the filters mm-hmm. means that this is all bullshit. If it was bad enough that people were, if we would see people keeling over in the streets, like those initial videos that China was showing us of mm-hmm. people just keeling over dead, grasping their throat and dying. Um, which is all fucking propaganda bullshit. Um, and I think that was geared to uh, to make us freak out mm-hmm. because they wanted us to do stuff that fucked up our economy. Mm-hmm. So I think they realized, hey, let's do this and make them really freak out so that you know we're not just suffering from this. I'm, I'm sure of it. But the... Why are you winking? <laughs> yeah. Uh, if we would have seen that as, as just regular citizens, we would have been paranoid enough to fucking put the real, go, hey, what's the real mask? What's the thing that's going to stop this? We'd, we'd wear it. We'd be, but it's all, we all deep down know it's bullshit. It's theater. It's, it's ridiculous. And that's, I'm not just, I don't just, I'm not just anti-authoritarian or, or, um, you know, what is it? Uh, what's that disorder, that bullshit disorder where you're an asshole, um, oppositional defiant disorder. I don't just have oppositional defiant disorder. People might say that about I, me. I think you just self-diagnosed that to describe your personality. <laughs> but it's not just oppositional defiant disorder that makes me, you know, not want to wear a mask. It's realizing and having a brain in my head and realizing it's fucking stupid. Full disclosure, we are not doctors. 
We're not, <laughs> we don't even play them on TV. But we don't have to appeal to authority either. You can you can get information from doctors, and guess what? Some doctors disagree with other doctors. You have to decide who you think is more uh, trustworthy, or or whose op- opinion you uh, whose professional opinion you value more. It's up to you. You don't just take the government and say we're sticking with this one one guy here, and and everybody else is you know, or the big tech. Anybody has any other opinion, we're shutting them down. Fuck you. Oppositional defiance disorder, or ODD, as uh, are you down with ODD? Is uh, yeah, are you down with ODD? Is is just described in medical journals as Crow's personality. (laughs) With the asterisk, it says this is not a real disorder. So can I shorten that just to asshole? (laughs) That's what they say. You have to you have to find a way like to make. The asshole, like assholes stand for something, you know? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I I think it's great that we're finally seeing people go the other way on this, which just further reinforces my theory that we are going to, we're sort of going to balkanize as a country, but in the way that the framers wanted it to. The framers wanted the state states state, to have yeah. the power. Yeah. And more and more you're seeing, and the Democrats have been doing it forever. But more and more, you're seeing Republicans give the middle finger to the uh, to the federal government when they come in and say, you're going to do it this way. And they go, eh, no, we're not, because I think we're up to 10 states now that are saying we're not accepting federal government, federal money for um, the the uh, extended unemployment benefits. Good. You know, the extra 300 bucks a week. And just, you know, so we're clear. I, I do hate when conservatives say, yeah, people are getting more paid more to stay at home. No, they're not getting paid more. But if you can get paid 15 bucks an hour to sit on your yeah, ass. Yeah, they're getting paid enough to stay home. Versus $20 an hour to go to work 40 hours a week and have somebody yeah. bitch at you about the job you're doing. Yep. You're going to take the 15 bucks. Yep. So if you eliminate that incentive, you create a bigger gap between what you get and what you could get. And that's really where we need to get, because I don't know if you've noticed this, and I think we're past the part where it was a COVID thing. I think now it's an economy thing. You see a lot of businesses that are closing at seven o'clock at night on a Friday or Saturday night. Yeah, I'm still fucking tired of my gym closing at eight. I've I've missed a bunch of workouts because of that fucking eight o'clock. I mean, I sometimes like to go at eight or nine o'clock to the gym. It's annoying. What am I paying for? Why am I still paying? I'm an idiot. Do you have like gym delusional disorder too? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Are you one of those people who has like the the subscription, but you don't go, but you say you go? No, I would be going, but yeah, I I keep getting doing the stutter starts. I'll go for a week and then I'll get pissed off because, you know, life happens and I I don't have time to go to the gym, but I would at after eight o'clock, but they're fucking closed. Enough with this shit. I haven't even been back since they, since they're not. You know, since they, the mask thing, I don't even know if they're, I mean, I obviously wouldn't, if I walk in there, I should go, I'll go, I'll go tonight, damn it. If I walk in there and they still have a mask thing going on, I'm going to turn some tables over. Really? Demand my money. Really? Ask, ask to see the manager. Really? No. But I am going to probably cancel my membership <clears throat> and write a harshly worded letter. <laughs> Speaking of Karens, did you see, I'm not sure the context of it. Did you see that woman in uh, on the plane? She wasn't moving at all. And someone, she's sitting in the like one of the exit row seats everybody's deplaning mm-hmm. and so you know you do that little thing where they sort of this yeah. row goes and that row goes and she's just sitting there and you're like the zipper yeah and this woman is like 
I think it's a woman filming it and this, uh, from the row of seats and this woman won't move. And she's like, look, I need to get out. I have to go to the bathroom. And the woman's just sitting there. And finally someone just goes, fuck it, blows right past her and bumps her. She starts wailing like she's being attacked. She's like, ah, like screaming. And the next woman in line comes up and it's a, it's a flight attendant. And she goes, ma'am, you need to be quiet. And she's like, she did this. She goes, and she goes, you need, she goes, I work here. You know, it was a real short clip, but it was, hmm. I'd love to see the whole thing. Reminds me of that was that city council video where that woman, the, they had like a beef, the man and the woman in the city council. And she was sitting in a stool and he walked by her and just like brushed her shoulder or something. And she falls off the chair. And like she's been shot. <laughs> yeah. He should just kicked her. That's pretty funny. <laughs> oh, you That's think that hurt? <laughs> yeah. So no, I'm, I'm glad we're getting past but it. Do you, do you think we're getting past it? But do you think if there's another, another viral threat, another, you know, woo flu or another, um, what is it? The avian flu kind of thing, you know, like we've had these over the years and they've been more deadly. They've kind of been flashing the pans. Like the, during the Obama administration, there was a couple of them, one that targeted kids even more. It was a, it was a, it wasn't the swine flu or the avian SARS. flu. SARS, I think is what it was. Or MERS. And they never did any of this, this shit. Like, and it was, it was deadly to kids. It was more deadly to, to kids than it was for the adults at that point. Uh, do you think now, since we've been conditioned as a society to, to over, overreact to this shit that, that, it's just going to happen again. And I think they're going to be primed for yes it. Yes and no. I think it's going to happen in some states. Yeah. Unfortunately, the one we're in is mm-hmm. one of them. But I think there's some states where they're just going to go, no, we're not doing this again. And I don't think it takes many people resisting. Right. You know, I, I think it takes 10% of a population just saying, no, I'm not doing it. And Laura Ingram was talking about, she goes, you know what the next one's going to be? She goes, it's going to be a climate emergency. Mm-hmm. She goes, they're going to declare a climate emergency and say, hey, look, Look how clean the planet was when we all just stayed home more. Yeah, uh, everybody, anybody who has more than one car, gotta give them up. Yeah, that and it's, kind of thing. It's not gonna stick. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna try and push these, um, push these, uh, you know, electric cars and all that stuff. And look, if I didn't have to drive, ever, I mean, uh, I think the I'm using the term tank here, but the range on a on your average Tesla is probably like 300 miles. Um, if I didn't have to drive longer distances for work, I wouldn't have a problem with a Tesla. If I drove 10 miles to work, to and from work every day, I don't have an issue with a Tesla or an electric car. But if you're driving somewhere where you have to go and charge it halfway through and wait for that charge to happen. Yeah. You have to sit there for 20 minutes. And find a charging charging. station. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be hard to find charging stations. And I think they're like, um, you mentioned Hy-Vee earlier. Hy-Vee is doing a smart thing. They've got. Um, the wind and solar power powered chargers there. Hey, look, plug it in while you're getting your getting your groceries. That makes sense. But part of the convenience of a gas station is you pull up, you fill up, you leave. It's quick. Yeah. You don't have to sit there for 20 minutes. Yep. And you can't just charge just anywhere because it's something like if you use 110 or 220 to charge it, it's just like a, it charges like one mile per hour. Hmm. Wow. That's not going to work. No. So I don't really have a problem with electric cars. I have a problem with people who are pushing electric cars because guess how we get the electricity? Cool. Um. Anyway. And the, the batteries, a bunch of mining of, uh, yeah. of uh, valuable uh, minerals that are hard to get. Yeah. I saw an article, and this is, this is outdated. It's probably about four or five years <clears throat> ago now. 
that said the carbon footprint on a Prius is way higher than a uh, uh, the H2 because, yes, the H2 doesn't get great gas mileage, but the Prius has the battery, which is a problem. It's made in fewer places, so the cars have to travel more on uh, on portable parking lots. And the just amount of coal it takes to produce yeah, the electricity just, that... Um, have, so, you, have you seen uh, videos of those people that have uh, like Priuses and, and, and Teslas and they're trying to fill them with gas? No. Yeah. There's a whole thing online if you look it up. Oh, my God. Dipshit's trying to. And then did you see uh, the video of the people with the gas short, shortage uh, filling plastic bags and, and tote and bins? It turns out that some of those videos are four or five years old, though. Really? Yeah. They're well, from other that's, times. That's fine, though, because it's still funny. That somebody would think they'd be that dumb that they could. Tr- they, yeah, one guy pulled up. And he had plastic bags. He was filling filling plastic like your grocery shopping bags, and he pick it up after he'd fill it, and it was like leaking out of the bag already at the bottom. He's like, "Oh, what do I do about this?" So he goes to his car, his car, opens up the back hatch, pulls out a wicker basket, brings it over, picks up the bag that's leaking, dumps it into the wicker basket, and then puts it back in his car. And takes off. <laughs> And then I just saw a couple other videos. This isn't the same car, but I saw a couple of other videos. I think one of them was in Russia because in Russia they have a bunch of dash cams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they do. Uh, where a guy had like an open gas canister in his car um, or bags or whatever, and all of a sudden the fucker blew up right in front of everybody. <laughs> just the top flew right off of it. Yeah. Because <laughs> the fumes build up, and then you know, they, they love to smoke over in Russia too. So I'm sure he fucking lit a cigarette or something. <laughs> I forgot he had the gas. In there. I love those Russian dash cam videos. God, they're so crazy. Good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember seeing one where some guy like stopped in the middle of the road and the car behind him couldn't stop. So it was the two cars in front of the guy with the dash cam. Mm-hmm. So the car farthest up stopped really short and the car behind it couldn't couldn't stop in time, so it bumped into it. So this guy gets out of the car and he starts marching back towards the car that hit him. And like four really big dudes got out of it and he just turned got in his car and took yeah. off. Or you get them coming out with hatchets and shit. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay, I'm yeah. back in that no, car. None, none of that. Um, anyway, I, I think when it comes to this stuff now, it's not going to take as many people to just resist and say, I'm not doing it. Yeah. And it's funny now, you talk to a lot of people who own restaurants, especially in the Minneapolis area, and they used to be, they used to be Democrats. And now they were like, wait a second, I want to open my business and my people want to work and they want to make money and the state's not letting them. Now suddenly they're talking about personal freedom. Yeah. So maybe they'll vote for different Democrats or maybe they'll try the other side. Well, and they're realizing too that it's like a one-two hit. They've got the the mandatory or the mandatory shutdown bullshit that was applied, you know, discriminately. Like it was, you know, some people got one big Amazon, one big on this Target, one big on this, and smaller mom pop shops couldn't um, couldn't win. And then when they finally got open, they're not getting employees because the employees are still getting paid by the government. So mm-hmm. it's like a one-two hit for them. They can't function, right? So well, and look, there are people who say, "Look, I don't mind staying home." Because I can work from home and I can order my groceries and blah, 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 and do all that stuff. That's fine. But if you think the rest of the world should do what you want because that situation works just fine for you uh, and you're not willing to consider that they might be going out of business. And by the way, the two times out of the week you order takeout food from their restaurants, not fucking doing it for them, um, then you're a piece of shit and you can go. Yeah. I mean, don't tell me I have to deal with your experience. 
uh, when you're not willing to deal with mud. Yep. So it's like the comic book industry. They, uh, they went all woke because of this very small crowd of, uh, of lefties kind of infiltrated and, um, made a big stink online about how sexist and racist and, you know, you know, white these comics were and all that. And they wanted representation and all that. So these comic book companies started doing that, like forcing, forcing diversity into it. And all the people that actually bought and read comics were like, I don't want to read and buy these anymore. And they stopped. But all the little woke fuckers that, that were screaming and screeching about this, they never bought the comics in the first place. They just had to have that cause that they got a part of. And then once it happened and got, all right, now they're gone. They're not going to buy those comics. So they just ran them out of business. Well, these people who want to shut stuff down, they're not patrons of the stuff they want to shut down. No, fuck no. It's just a cause for them. Well, like I said, Major League Baseball found that out. Mm -hmm. When they started surveying people, they found that it didn't attract any more liberals, you know? So, I know we're coming up on time here, but there's one more thing I wanted to talk about. Have you seen, sort of along the lines of this resistance movement to this kind of stuff, have you seen these two movements? There's, I've seen, it's a, it's an investment fund that is advertising certain advertise on Fox business channel now that they like, we don't invest in woke companies. No, I haven't and seen And they're this. basically like, yeah, it's like, I mean, it's not Wilford Brimley, but it's that kind of shot where the guy's like walking up on the porch, talking about this stuff. And he goes, he goes, uh, you shouldn't care about what a company thinks. You should just care if it makes money. And I'm like, Whoa, is this at first? I thought it was like some sort of Saturday night live skit or something. And I was, uh, I was watching it going, is this real? And it was. The guy's like, yeah, we we invest in companies that basically want to just, invest, you know, make money. And uh, was it Spotify? No, Shopify responded to, um, well, I got to see if I can find this. So Shopify was, someone's going after it um, uh, about not being woke enough. And they Isn't, had this. this you said Shopify. Shopify. I mean, I thought I'll, I. I don't think I've heard of Shopify. Um, Spotify is what Joe Spotify Rogan went a, to, right? Yeah, Spotify is a music um, or a streaming company or whatever. Uh, Audio. Yeah. So I may not be able to find this. Probably should have had it ready. Um, so yeah. Um, I can edit. I can't find it. Anyway, so they basically said, you know, the idea that we would care about any political stuff over making money is just ridiculous. I'm paraphrasing, but they used pretty strong language that basically said, hey, get the fuck out. I guess I I, maybe I'm overthinking this, but I I don't actually agree with that at this point. I think I think if if I'm investing in a company that's a fucking shitty company, like are doing shitty things that I don't agree with morally. Like they're funding abortion or whatever. Um, no, you know I'm talking about. I, 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 no, I, I, get, I get it. That. So I don't know if I totally am on board with the whole. You know, if it just makes money, let's go. I'm like, nah. They they better have good fucking well, moral values I'm, that are good for the country too. <laughs> I'm not really. I'm not really doing the whole thing justice. Okay. And like I said, it it was like just new, just the other day. I like the idea of pushback, so pushing back against yeah. the, the the leftist bullshit though. But there's also a movement now going after these woke companies. Like Coke, they've been going after Coke. Saying, oh yeah, because they had that diver- whole diversity thing going on, where they yeah yeah. And, I think the president or the president of that part of the company that was in charge of the diversity thing stepped down in disgrace. 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, so now they're going after these, and it's sort of the right starting to use the left's tactics. Well, I've listened, been listening to Michael Knowles lately. Uh-huh. Uh, and Matt Walsh, their podcasts, which are very good. So if you, have a, you guys have a chance to listen to them, they're pretty good. Um, they they um, are under... What is it? Ben Shapiro's Daily Wire uh-huh. is what they do it um, under, but they're and so Candace Owens is part of it. I don't have to listen to her show, but Michael Knowles and Matt Walsh are very good. But Knowles is the same way. He's like, I, I'm not, I'm not like a free speech absolute. I think a lot of the conservatives or a lot of Republicans are falling into a trap. It's like free speech absolutism. And he goes, I'm not about that. I, I think there's there you should participate in in cancel culture to an extent, but it has to be for the right cause. He goes so. Back in the day, we canceled communism. If you're a communist, you got shut down because it's bad for the fucking country. And he goes, I'm not going to say, you know, say whatever you want to say and let the marketplace of ideas suss it out. Like, no, no, no. There's certain things that you shouldn't be allowed. You shouldn't be allowed to have a drag queen story hour and have drag queens read fucking stories to your to your children or to somebody's, you know, to to, uh, two children. Um, as if that's okay. And then, you know, let them do that. And then we'll bring in some soldiers to read to them next week. And then they can decide which is the better um, um, storyteller. Yeah, especially when a couple of those drag queens turn out to be child molesters. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not finding this quote so, here. But I am but... liking the fact that we're kind of getting away from the whole big L or, or the libertarian mindset. You know, the, what is it? The, uh, what do they call them? Um, ANCAPs. You know, the, the anarcho-capitalist types, the ones that go, it's just all about capitalism, you know, and, and there's there's no there's no morality involved. I'm like, no, no, there has to be morality involved. But that's what people don't get is Adam Smith wrote about capitalism as a, as a moral way of doing right. business. Right, it is. It, it takes into account human kind of frailties and kind of, kind of works around them or makes them work for the system. Yeah. Um, it's a good system, but you can't just it's not the be be all end all of a, of of a society. It's just part of a society, right? And that's what you have to think about. You can't can't separate it completely from society and say it's its own beast. But I do like that the that conservatives. I I do want to have distinctions between Democrats and liberals and conservatives. Yeah, and Republicans. it does. Yeah, it's a little bit hard to. But conservatives are starting to fight back and saying, "Hey, you know, we were quiet about this stuff, but." Fuck you. Well, and you fuckers kept uh, making fun of us or, or, or mocking us for slippery slope shit. And it's all fucking coming true. So right. fuck off now. Right. Don't ever try to come at me again with that kind of bullshit. Right. And, and they put up with it. And we were we were cowed by it. A lot of us. I think I was even like the slippery slope fallacy or, or never bring up um, never bring up Nazis or, 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 or uh, Hitler when you're comparing them political things. But what if it's apt? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I I just I want to see I want to see people get out of each other's business. You know, I was talking to my son tonight. He he I can tell he wants to get involved in social media. You know, and he said he's got a lot of friends around Snapchat and stuff like that and he goes, "You know, none of them are really on Facebook." And I said, "I get that, but here's the thing about social media. You start it thinking you're going to get in touch with some friends that you haven't talked to for a long time from high school or whatever." And I said, and then you wind up not doing that anyway. I mean, you friend them and they find you, but you really don't have meaningful conversations with them. And you're basically hanging out with the same people you hang out in real life, putting the thing on there. And I said, people 
lie about their status. They take their perfect Christmas picture and you find out that dad's an alcoholic and mom's been sleeping around. And one of the kids has uh, some sort of uh, neuroses about something. They're cutting themselves. And, you know, that's why they're wearing long sleeves in the picture. And everybody's looking at the picture going, oh, such a perfect family. And it's anything but. And then you get the ones. And I said, I, I went off on a rant about this with him. I said, you know what I'm really tired of? I'm really tired of people putting their pictures up there and everyone just going, oh, you're beautiful. <laughs> what percentage of the population, and I'm not speaking as one of them, what percentage of the population is really beautiful? You're talking inner beauty? No, because you can't see that in the picture. Okay. Like sometimes that comes through. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Maybe 15%. Yeah. 15% of people are like beautiful, like stunning, kind of. And another 50%, they look all right. You know? I, yeah, I would only, I ever only call people who are beautiful, I actually call them beautiful. I, I don't, if somebody's good looking or handsome, I go, ah, good looking. It's a handsome guy. That's a good looking girl. That's about it. But if you're beautiful and I say it, that means it. It means you want to sleep with them. <laughs> <laughs> it means you're trying. You're shooting your shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just said, there's, there's so many bad things about social media and there are some good things, but it's, I think it's a 90, 10 deal. It's well, not even a, 64. and also with someone, your son, you know, uh, you know, teenagers is like what just happened in American Idol, I guess. Did you hear about the, no. one of the singers? Um, he's a, like a 16 year old, um, Somebody went through some posts that he made at 12 years old, basically canceled him, and he had to quit the competition because I don't know what the I don't you know I don't pay attention to that shit. So it was like in passing I heard that I'm like yeah he was I think he was a country style singer on American Idol and he was six. so the guy was a karaoke setup in his living room doesn't pay attention to American Idol. <laughs> you're gonna tell us you don't watch the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills too? I do aren't not. You? Uh, Lee. Um. So so yeah so yeah that's another thing your your kid has you know, to be. It's, it's curious you mentioned Glee because that used to come on right after American Idol. Mm. It's interesting. I didn't know, I did not know that. Sure you learn something new every day. Sure you didn't. Um, that's why da, I'm da, da, da. The more you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> where was I? Talking so about, yeah, but, but talking so, about what a big fan but, of Glee but, you were. But right now, that's what can happen. Now you can get canceled from something you did as a teenager when you're 20. I mean. There's no forgiveness from the left, and if you're getting into any kind of field that's dominated, or even fifty percent, you know, hovering at fifty percent of of the left involved in it, you'll get canceled. Well, and I told them, I said, social media is straight up mostly about narcissism. It's about, you know, we have a friend who does this, puts on there. Oh, I've mentioned this before. Woke up with a with a uh, mild fever. Going to be an interesting week, and they just want people to be like. Oh, you, you know, you're going to be okay. pull through. Hang in there, buddy. Take some chamomile. You're the strongest person I know. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I always went to all of those people. I just want to go, nobody cares. Yeah. You know, nobody cares, to be honest. And I'm like, if you think people should, you really are a bad human being. And you, if you're going to put anecdotes like that up, make them funny. Who are you to intrude upon your friends' lives to say, hey, I know you may be dealing with some shit now. But I woke up with a tummy thing today. Mm -hmm. misery, so, misery loves company. Take some time and reinforce oh, what a great person. Well, that saying is more more true than ever now. Yeah, because it's just amplified by a billion. Mm -hmm. You know, you can put out your misery, and you can have everybody else commiserate in your misery.
But I, I said, if you're going to put something out there, you know, like I remember when I posted about my dog having to be put down, it wasn't about, hey, feel bad for me. I even said in the post, I don't need that stuff. I don't need people saying, oh, you know, hanging. I just, the reason I put it in there was to say, you know, that some people are dog people and a house isn't right without a dog in it. And that's yeah, uh, kind of a memorial to your dog. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of a eulogy for him. Yeah. And, you know, I, that's why I did it. I didn't, it wasn't anything about me. And it was hard to write in the sense that, I mean, it wasn't difficult for me to write, but it was difficult for me to put out there. It was kind of uncomfortable that way. And I didn't want accolades from people. I just wanted someone, I wanted people to feel like. Now they'll read it and they'll go, yeah, I feel that way too. Something important, even if it's just to me, yeah. has left this earth, you know, and I felt like that was a big deal. It wasn't about, you know, oh, talk to me about, you know, how, uh, how I'm a strong person and I'll get through this. Yeah. And I said, in a way, social media is like heroin. You know, heroin rewires your your body so that after a while, if you don't take it, you begin to feel pain and you have to take heroin to make the pain go away. When initially you just took it to forget about pain. And I said, social media starts to become a thing. You just look at all the time. Yeah. And you get the, you get that dopamine hit from people liking your post and everything. And I said, when you start to feel that it's time to just go, maybe I don't need this. I remember early on talking about narcissism and and posting to get people to respond. I I put a post on years ago on Facebook and I didn't realize that's how it came across, but I'm pretty sure it did. But I was walking down the street. um, I was in San Francisco, I think. And I just bought a shirt the day before and I was wearing it. And some kid walks up. I think I told this story in the podcast a long time ago, but some kid walks up to me. He has, he left his parents. He was like a 16 year old kid or 15 year old kid. What left his parents, we were walking, it was like one of those open uh, malls, mm-hmm. outdoor malls. I'm walking along and he walks up. I was with my girlfriend. He walks up to me and he goes, yeah, you look, that, that shirt looks really good on you. And he just turns and around. And that made him run away from home? Walks, yeah. He turns around, walks, no, walks back to his parents. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and, I'm, and I'm just going, thanks. And I go, what the fuck? So he was going to leave his parents and he ran into you wearing that shirt and he thought, I got to get my life in order. Yeah. So back to my story. <laughs> it's a weird encounter. It's just something you don't expect, right? Uh-huh. I'm like, you know, I bought the shirt thinking, eh, it's a good looking shirt. I look good in this shirt, right? You're leaving out the part where he cupped your balls, right? <laughs> no. So, and I, I, told, I told my girlfriend, I go, I go, did you set that up? Because it just seems so weird. And, and it was off-putting. I'm not used to that, especially in California. Um, so, I get on Facebook and I posted it and I had a picture of myself with my shirt, with that shirt on. I go, funny story. And, uh, and and then I got the responses from like some like the friend my girlfriend's friends and friends and going oh you look really handsome in that shirt and blah 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 and they're like you're such a handsome guy and that's why and I'm like oh it's not why I posted the story I just want to post how weird it was I wasn't trying to get you to go and you do look good you know and but it, that's how what it came across you know so when you said did you set that up she said no and I told him to get his damn hands off your body. <laughs> Uh, I don't endorse that joke because you, you uh, can't you can't leave that part out of the story. Mm-hmm. You know? he, and it turns out he was eighteen, just young looking. <laughs> but the moral of the story is, well dressed people can make runaways. Oh, think God. about going back. You really derailed my story. Thanks, there, Rooster. 
Talk about an asshole. That's what I'm here What's for. What's your disorder? <laughs> Maybe I have ODD too. <laughs> no, it's something completely different. We'll figure it out. Somebody, somebody, some listener, come up with what Rooster's disorder is because it's not oppositional defiant disorder, but it's something just as bad. Uh, on that note, if you want to contact us and let me know what his disorder is, it's rooster at breadandcircusespodcast.com or crow at breadandcircusespodcast.com. It's not a disorder. It's a way of life. <laughs> and uh, look us up on Facebook on uh, Bread and Circuses Podcast. See you, bye.